Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Blue Wire. Uh, three, two, one. Hold my water. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> you spilled it? <laughs> I got rambunctious. You were gesturing so largely. <laughs> uh. All right, let's go. Hello, hello, and welcome to Unsalvageable, a Utah jazz podcast, part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network, with me, Sarah Todd, jazz beat reporter for the Deseret News, and as always, my co-host, Greg Foster. You're Greg, in Cleveland. It's cold in Cleveland. <laughs> it's so cold. It's so cold in the D. It's not even, this isn't even the coldest stop on the trip. I'm going to be in Minneapolis no. tomorrow, and woof, it's going to be cold. Ugh. Minnesota temperatures, woof. God, Minnesota, get it together. <laughs> Better you than me. Cold be the temperature, hot be Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> that, ladies and gentlemen, is what we like to call a segue. God, again, I can't stress this enough. We're so very good at, at podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, um, it's funny because... Boy, good. My mentions have been just rife with criticism for Donovan Mitchell lately, but it turns out he's very good at basketball. First time yeah. being called Western Conference Player of the Week, 33 points per game. It 5. feels 7. like the first time. <laughs> 5.7 assists. Nope. No, Greg. <laughs> what? The outline says 5.7 assists and 1.7 assists. Oh, sorry. 1.7 steals. F*** me. Uh, 5.7 assists, 1.7 steals per game. 3-0 for the Jazz in that week. And uh, I'll also say, I mean, the passing is great. The vision has been great. The defensive effort has been great. Listen, Donovan's not going to... He's not the guy that we're going to call like a lockdown defender. He can lock a guy up, you know, he has the ability to, but when he puts in effort, he has a, like a good enough frame to where it just has an impact. You know, he's not like a a really skinny guy, like a a Jordan Clarkson, where you have to put in even more and more effort just to like, be able to make an impact getting his body in the way actually helps. And so just doing effort is helpful. And he's, I think that he's, really so shown strides in that area this this season and the last week in particular obviously the nba uh powers that be i don't know who decides that stuff but they've seen it as the as they should you know and yeah. one thing we have not talked about nearly enough in this uh on this podcast as we are uh evangelists for both thick and jacked but- i think we can say that donovan mitchell fits those categories that boy thick. 
I don't. Got a little, he's got a little heft to him. No. Yeah. I, I can't. He's I know like he's not Jarrell Brantley, but who is? But the man's not a twig. He's got some. He's got some muscle mass there. He does have muscle. I think that I would go jacked. I I disagree. <laughs> End of podcast. This is over. <laughs> can't can't do this. I can't work like this. He's jacked. He's a the man's, guy. the man's in good. The man's in good shape. He's in great shape. He's jacked. Yeah, and you know, put out really three tremendous efforts. Uh, and and like you said, with the the five point seven assists, like that's really pretty impressive. And I'm seeing the, the next phase of Donovan Mitchell that we really want to see if he is going to truly elevate his game. The scoring is there. We know that's the case. The man can put the ball in the hoop. He's going to get his points. He's, you know, he's going to hover around being a top 10 scorer for the next, I don't know, number of years. Uh, what is what is really nice to see, A, of course, like you said, the defense and the, the, the effort there, which is translating into good offense and just like pays huge dividends for the rest of his teammates. It, it digs Rudy Gobert out of holes where he doesn't have to like save the day all the time. But really, it's it's the playmaking and more than the 33 points those 5.7 assists are really what you want to see setting the table for his teammates, breaking down the defense, penetrating into the paint like that's where he is really showing strides, you know, and the jazz play such a democratic style of basketball, you know, they don't have one guy who who's, you know, a Russell Westbrook or a Chris Paul type who has that like 35 to 40% usage rates who can, who can get you 10 to 12 assists a night. That's just not how they play. So for him to get those six assists, really impressive. Um, And if he continues this, there's, you know, who knows what this, jazz team ceiling is i think that one of the things that really impresses me with donovan is like i feel like every season we talk about his passing and like the vision that he has to be able to play make and create for Mm -hmm. his teammates and like every season it's good but every season it's like incrementally better like there's there's a little bit like and not much it's not like whoa he took a leap it's like man some of the passes in that Cavs game were unreal and really it's like impressive he was doing that stuff last season and the season before we are you know he was having like no look wrap around passes cross court passes like i mean that's been there but he's threading the needle so tight mm-hmm. and it just makes it makes it those are highlight plays highlight passes yeah he had two in the first quarter specifically where he like takes the ball with both hands and throws it over his head little skip pass he i think he got one to boy on and one to royce o'neill both assists that were just that had me out of my seat like oh my goodness that is an incredible pass like that's a yeah those were like nikola Jokic type passes yeah and he had one where he was like he went overhead with two hands but it was like a half to three quarters of the court bounce pass mm-hmm. and that i think that went to boyan or royce too that's the boyan pass i was talking uh, talking about yeah and we're like a bounce pass to do it that hard and that far is just like it's that's Ooh. impressive to have that kind of the crispness and the oh, greg's fanning himself he's hot fanning myself like i'm a hooker in church <laughs> my, <sighs> my, my delicate sensibilities have been taken oh, over my goodness <laughs> Um, 
the last three games against Portland, against Boston, and against Cleveland, uh, those are the games in question where we're talking about Donovan being named Western Conference Player of the Week, and that's three dubs. And honestly, um, love a w. the Boston game, I only watched clips and then the entirety of the fourth quarter. And so I, from what I understand, there was some weirdness early on in that game that I missed a little bit of. There was a bit of weirdness. But the fourth quarter, for all whatever weirdness, I think, and then also uh, the ending of the Cleveland game, I think that that shows a little bit of, you know, we talked about the Pelicans loss being maybe a little bit of a turning point, right? Yes. And so if they're losing a little bit of focus in that Boston game, they turned it around in the first, in the fourth quarter. Yeah. In the fourth quarter of the Cleveland game, they had to win that game on a defensive possession mm-hmm. and they absolutely did. It was, it was brilliant. I mean, it Mike Conley great was great defense. That was unreal. Mike Conley doing Mike Conley stuff. It is. It's really nice to have captain clutch on your team. Yes, it is on both sides of the ball. Like in, in both the, that Cleveland and that Boston game hit just, just giant San Cassell type big ball shots yeah. in the fourth quarter. He's just such a calming presence. He's such a veteran. And like, and it just, it's so incredibly nice having someone who's been in those big moments for so many years on your team. Can't say enough good things about Mike Conley. I think he's just, he really is the captain of the ship. And I think, I think that it's really good sign for the jazz that it, you know, it was defense that helped them win both of those games that were mm-hmm. the uh, Boston and Cleveland and that it was that it came in the fourth quarter too and it wasn't like it wasn't like they had to really turn things around it was like they were in it the whole time and then when they needed to kind of lock down and make something happen at the end they did which is a totally different story from letting the game totally get away from you and then locking in in the fourth quarter those that's different yeah and so I think that these have been different games and that we haven't seen you know as downtrodden and non-effort giving of a team as we maybe saw the previous weeks. Totally agree. There was, you know, a a stretch of plays in particular in the Boston game where Joe Ingles walks into that uh, pull-up three-pointer late, late in the fourth quarter, Jazz go up five. Right after that, they quickly give up a 9-0 run, go down Mm -hmm. four. And I'm thinking, here we go again, another fourth quarter collapse. And granted, I think that Hassan Whiteside in that game was doo-doo butt Bring Rudy Gobert back in that game, bring in Mike Conley, steer the ship, get everything corrected. Um, yeah, and we didn't we didn't see a repeat of the, the Memphis in the New Orleans game. And I hope that trend continues. I, I'm certainly more optimistic after this week than I was the week before. Um, right. I'm, seeing, I'm seeing good things. I still... I understand that that basketball is a game of runs. I do think this team still kind of has a bit of a focus problem. I think we saw that last last uh, afternoon when the Jazz promptly gave up a 15-0 run and and had uh, Cleveland tie the game and eventually take the lead late in the fourth quarter. I do have to give a lot of credit to Cleveland. That is a tough, young, hungry team. And I was not expecting to be a Cleveland Cavaliers fan in the year of our (laughs) Lord, 2021. Yeah. Folks, I have to make a confession here on unsalvageable. 
I fucking love the Cleveland Cavaliers. They're great, I man. Love that team. Darius Garland is incredible. And I cannot say enough good things about Evan Mobley. Evan I'm going to go on record. Jared Allen. Jared Allen. They're get, not even. Get, they're, get Jared Allen in the All Star game. They're Make not it even happen. playing with Colin Sexton right now. No. Yeah, he's out for the rest of the year, which honestly may have kind of opened a bit of a door when one door closes, another opens kind of situation for Darius Garland because we're seeing him now as the primary ball handler. And this is no knock on Colin Sexton, who I think is a good player. I think he needs some riddling, but I think he's a great player. Like he looks like the type of guy who chooses toenails every night. I just love... Sexland is it's, it's too good to pass it's up. a prince song it has like <laughs> can you just hear like prince's nasally little voice like over like some incredibly like funky bass guitar riff just eh, welcome to Sexland. <laughs> exactly see yeah you get it yeah um, um evan evan mobley is going to be an mvp before his his career is over i'm going to go ahead he's and say that very right now. good he as, as a rookie, yeah, whew, very good. Again, fanning myself, man. <laughs> that kid, that kid is so good. Young KG, man, I'm telling you. Yeah, he does. He definitely has shades of it, and it's just a fun team. It's I, you get the same feeling from the Cavs that you get from the Grizzlies, where it's just like a bunch of young, hungry guys, and then like Kevin Love and Lori <laughs> Marketing. And, and they're just, they play balls out, you know? Yeah. Do you know what they my just, favorite? Like, don't stop. You know what my favorite thing about Cleveland is? The, is the it rocks? Oh. <laughs> I'll leave. I'm sorry. <laughs> Welcome to the Drew Carey podcast. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I love that we're seeing this trend in the, in the NBA of, small ball you know and kind of do everything type players where like everyone on a team is between six five and six nine and they can play point guard and center at the same time and cleveland's like nah you (laughs) it's all seven footers three seven footers on the court at the same time give me the smallest guards you have in three seven footers good luck getting into the paint I love it. I love it so much. That team, that team rules. And obviously like still a jazz fan uh, at the end of the day, glad they got the win. Um, But who that's a fun team. And I like that. That was a fun game. I was, and I love, I love also like that the Cavaliers right now are like, listen, they're ninth in the East that still gets them into the play in. Mm -hmm. I have, I have a ton of faith that the Cavs might make the playoffs. I think they're going to make the playoffs. Yeah. I didn't. And like, it is very fun for me to be like, the wizards are good. Again, the bulls are the second best team in the East right now. The, the Hornets look good. Although they've got some COVID issues they're dealing with right now. Um, Just just a few. Just a few. Just half the roster. Uh, Cleveland looks good. It's just like that's that's fun stuff. That's like mixing things up in the basketball's East good we right now. Basketball is very good right now. I mean, the West is also a ton of fun. Like, I mean, 
watching Golden State and Phoenix on a nightly basis is great. And uh, I just really like the state of the NBA right now. It's very fun for me. It's just like, yeah. I'm just and over Neil here. Olshay doesn't have a job. Job sucks to suck. <laughs> Hit the road. It's been uh, a good week, man. It's a beautiful time to be alive. It's Look at us. Just Look optimism. At a, just a couple of happy, happy podcasters. Just a couple of girls <laughs> having some drinks. Hey, uh, speaking of Darius Garland. Yes. I, I'm uh, working on a mailbag article for Deseret.com, and I I got a question. I, I just want to I want to talk about kind of the way that I went about answering it. So I got a question yeah. that was like, "Can we even win a championship if we can't stop guards from dropping 30 points on, on us every other game?" And at first, I'm like, "Yeah, I get it. Like, there's a problem, kind of stopping guards." And then I'm like, "Every team has someone score 30 on them. Everyone does." Yeah, the Bucks. How many didn't Devin Booker average like thirty something a game against the Bucks in the finals? Devin Booker averaged twenty eight point two points per game in the finals against the eventual champion Bucks. Stephen Curry averaged thirty point five points in the finals against the Raptors. Mm -hmm. LeBron James averaged a damn near triple double: thirty four points, ten assists, eight point five rebounds, and he lost. The losing team can still score 30 points on someone. Donovan Mitchell averaged 32.3 points. That didn't stop the Jazz from losing in the playoffs. Yeah, and like consecutive years. The players on each team that score a lot of points and are crafty and are good with the ball are going to get theirs. That is going to happen. Darius Garland scored 32 points on the Wizards. Again, one of the best teams in the East right now. Darius Garland scored 31 points on the Jazz. They lost that game. Darius Garland put up 25 against the Warriors, one of the best teams in the league right now. He put up 24 against the Nets twice already this season. He's good. He's going to get his. The fact that like we're looking at the points as a as a point of emphasis or as a problem, that, that's a fallacy. A team who has a 30-point-per-night scorer can lose. Yeah, and just about every team in the playoffs if you're a playoff team you're going to have a go-to guy who can get right that's not the problem the jazz have when the jazz like blow coverages and they it creates a layup line and they're, they're easy buckets that's when you have a problem the jazz have that problem sometimes they have the talent to be able to clean it up mm-hmm. but just because people are like scoring a lot of points on them listen if it's every other night i think the jazz will take that sure that's also, not, that's not bad. I'll tell you right now, if you if you ask that question to Quinn Snyder and he would he would look at you and say something along the lines of like, we got the W, right? Yeah, he's gonna I be will like, give up, I will give up somebody scoring 30 points on us every single game if it means we win. Yeah, doesn't matter. Yeah. And like that's the thing is like we're and we talk about this stuff all the time. We're gonna go through, you know, critiquing the defense on a night to night basis, and we're gonna mm-hmm. go through talking about who's doing well and who's doing poorly. And then when the season ends, we'll do it again next season. That season ends, we'll do it again. And then twenty years from now, no one is gonna give a <laughs> about anything that we have said game to game. If the Jazz have won a title, that's all that matters. Right. It's all that's yeah. gonna matter. The W's matter, and nothing in between does. Yeah. 
and to talk about things that I will critique. I have I have three just right off the top of my head that I saw in, that are still, you know, they're trends, they're problems right. at this point that I, I've continued to see throughout the season. One, Jazz turned the ball over 17 times against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Right. They turn the ball over a lot and it leads. That's one of the reasons why teams get a lot of easy buckets on the jazz. And listen, 11, 12 of those, you're going to be fine with that. That's going to happen. Five of those live ball turnovers. Not okay. Yeah. And some of it was just, you know, effort plays and yeah, you know, which then is another part of it. Effort and focus. I thought when the, when, the jazz go up 15 and then promptly give up a 15 0 run to tie the game. That's a, that's a lack of focus. That's a lack of effort. They, they had a chance to kind of put them away, you know, get up 20, 25. They didn't do it again. You know, no team is going to be perfect every single night. You're not going to have like a 100 to zero game. The other team is going to score points and that's going to come in bunches. It's going to come in runs. Like we hear it all the time. The cliche, this is a game of runs. It's a cliche for a reason, right? Yeah. But you got, you have to limit those runs. You're not going to stop runs. No. But an 8 0 run is a lot different than a 15 0 run. Exactly. And that's, that's what, if the Jazz really want to be a title contender, that's where they need to improve. And my last bit of criticism that I saw in, in the Cle- or in the Cleveland game, especially and just throughout the season, Jazz still gave up a lot of defensive rebounds. They gave or, or offensive rebounds. Yeah. Cle- Cleveland got 17 offensive rebounds. And I understand that Cleveland's a bit of an anomaly. They have three seven footers and yeah. they crash the glass and, you know, they've kind of established not- an identity of doing that. But right. I think the Jazz have a bad habit. I've said it before on this podcast. I'll say it again. They're ball watchers. I think- they're ball watchers and they rely too much on their centers. Hassan yeah. Whiteside and Rudy Gobert are two of the best rebounders in the league. And yeah. too many times, guys like Boyan, guys like Joe Ingles, guys like Royce O'Neal will say, uh, even, even Donovan Mitchell will say, oh, it's okay. You know, I'm going to run back. Rudy's got this. And, right. You know, you can't always rely on Rudy. Best rebounder in the league right now. But even then, he's not going to gra- grab every single one. And again, that's an effort. That's a focus thing. Yeah. And I think these are all things that can be cleaned up. The, the rebounding stuff. I think that what I've been seeing, cause I've been trying to think about that too. The offensive rebounds going to the other team. I, some of those are like, it's like what you're saying. Like the, the, some of those guys are going to start to run back. And it's like, they've all, they've already, it's like they're, it's like they've, they've already assumed, mind. they've already yeah. assumed that they can't get the rebound and it's on the long rebounds usually. It's like yeah. the long rebounds that are coming out to guards. It's like, you have to just hit someone. Like you got to, everyone has to know where a man is. You got to put like a body a hand on guys. On. Yeah. You got to put a body on a guy. You got to be able to like get those hits. Cause like, if you're just watching the ball and you're caught with someone just slipping around you and getting that rebound, that's the effort thing that upsets me. And um, the jazz have been really good before. And I think they still are really good at having like those two corner guys like Boyan and Royce kind of crash in to get interior stuff. But you have, I think that the guys like, like Joe, Mike, Donovan, Jordan, they just have to be a little bit more cognizant of like where the, where the opposing players are. They have to be able to just hit a guy. Mm -hmm. And that's it. We're not asking these guys to get five, six rebounds a night. 
No, just like clean up maybe like the five to six total long rebounds. Yeah. And, and granted, I don't have the stats in front of me. Um, and I don't even know how I would track this, but it does seem like the jazz lose a lot of 50, 50 balls. I think that there might be like a little bit of trepidation. I think maybe on Donovan's part for like diving on the floor and stuff, you know, because he's coming off of a, a bad injury. It was kind of like the first bad injury he's had mm-hmm. spraining his ankle. And so he might be a little trepid. I'm just, I'm just not reporting that I'm just saying like, I'm pausing, like maybe these are things that could be attributed to that. Also like Joe is old and slow. Joe is 98 years old. And so like there's 50, 50 balls. And when it, when Joe is anywhere near it, I'm like, well, I'm not getting that one. That one's not happening. And so like, that's part of it. It's like when my kid like drops a piece of food on the floor or something. Nah, not getting that. No, not getting that. And so th- that's a, that's a couple of things. Also like Boyan's not really a guy that I can, <laughs> that like fights for a ball, you know? Weird. Yeah. Weird. I, I always think of like people from Croatia as kind of gritty. Maybe that's like a bad stereotype, but you know, if you can survive Slobodan Milosevic, you know, and like the balkanization of the Mediterranean, you know, I feel like you can die for some, uh, some rebounds we've said it once we've said it a million times (laughs) also what i'll say is like you know guys try harder for that stuff when the games really matter too so like if you're talking about playoff basketball i think that those guys are diving for it a little bit more agreed except except for joe there were some 50 50 balls in the playoffs he didn't go for so this is an anti-joe podcast (laughs) we love joe ingles yeah we love joe ingles joe come on the pod and drink beers with us I th- we got some tough games coming up. We got the road back to back against the uh, Timberwolves who are a playoff team right now and actually kind of yeah. good. Um, and then that big game against the Sixers, which, and then followed by the, the wizards in DC perfect time to, uh, to get some signature wins on the season. I'll say that it is a great three game stretch and I think toughest test yet of the season. Yeah. That that back to back in Philadelphia is going to be yep. a tough game. Yes, it is. It's it's going to be a tough day of travel for for old Mama Bear over here. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you you went from Portland to Cleveland on a red eye. You're built for this. That was that was also rough. Whew. I've taken <laughs> one red eye in my entire life, and I wanted to die when I got off the flight. That's okay. My connection from Chicago to Cleveland was delayed too. So Cleveland. <laughs> Speaking of which, RIP to RSL's playoff chances. And uh, I tell you that I didn't fully watch the game yeah. on Friday because my University of Utah Utes yeah, oh yeah, just see? absolutely dismantled the Oregon Ducks. And listen, one way or another, we're smelling, Oregon was we're smelling get roses it. over here is ultimately what I'm getting at. <laughs> yeah. I actually looked at ticket prices today um, and I actually feel like I'm going to keep the boy and not sell him so that I can, you know, go to the game in Pasadena because they were so expensive. Well, that's great news for Noah. Yeah. <laughs> great news for the boy. Not, not, not selling my firstborn. <laughs> not yet. Get us gonna watch the game at home. Let's think it's a crazy expensive, like stupid expensive. 
it, it's funny because I had Western Conference Finals tickets for MLS. Mm-hmm. Fifty-seven dollars. <laughs> Get the f- out of here. It's great. It I pays was, to I be was a looking, soccer fan. I was looking at terrible seats for ten times the amount of money <laughs> to go to the Rose Bowl, and that's not including lodging or food or the flight to and from. And think about all the years that they didn't let those boys get any money for their services. Yeah, exactly. Ugh. Rotten hell. NCAA, yep. burn it, salt the ashes, pee on those ashes, the end. Hate. Hate them? Huge You know what? That's going to do it from us at Unsalvageable. Uh- <laughs> We're so good you can- at this. You can follow Greg at Dad Shown Dad. You can follow me at NBA Sarah. Do all of the things, rate, review, subscribe, download. We love it when you guys do that five-star review. And we will talk to you next time. I love you all. Huge Huge <laughs> You come on my pod and you're racist against Russia? Oh, yeah. Remember that guy that said that... <laughs> He hated the Russia thing we were doing. Hey, I haven't looked at our Apple reviews lately. I'm going to do that real quick. <laughs> Terrible at podcasting. Hate them. Oh, people do like Jordan Clarkson of Latter-day Buckets. That's great. We're I mean, that was, that's one of our bests. Yeah. Beautiful stuff. Bigots on the left. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the, this is the guy. Bigots on the left. He said... Um, so many examples to choose from and i'll add to this as time goes on yes please do you're gonna keep listening thank you please do thank you listen is great if you're gonna give us a one-star review but you're gonna just keep giving us the clicks fine whatever (laughs) that's more money in my pocket (laughs) um and oh that's also that's also the guy that backed robert sarver a week before that story i know so good love him we love him don't we, folks? Oh, you know what? There was a really good one that I'd like to read. Ooh. Title of this one from Eric 999999111111122. Great podcast for jazz fans. He says, I'm loving the podcast. Also, thank you for the book recommendation. My son and I started reading Jurassic Park together. You're oh, right, look Sarah. At that. It is a great book. Someone should make a movie about it. And that came after a, a review where someone was like they don't even talk about basketball well you know what this dude and his kid are reading a book together because of us so we're bringing families together we're bringing families together don't even care anymore you don't talk about basketball why don't you talk about also, um, I edit I edit these podcasts. Okay. We talk a lot about basketball. Donald Mitchell needs to stop getting the ball. They used to get the ball to boy on. Fire Quinn Snyder. <laughs> That's my my jest. We're gonna introduce that character on the show real soon. You know what? <laughs> You know what? We should start giving out giving out stuff to people. You give us like five star reviews. We Let's should. Them. That's yeah. called bribery, folks, and we're into it. Donald Mitchell can't score the basketball. 
Clint Snyder needs to go, go back to dope. Hey, if you have left a five-star review for Unsalvageable, send the pod an email. Unsalvageablepod at gmail.com. Or if you now are leaving one, send me an email. We'll send you out something fun. All right, guys? Look at that. Bing, bang, bong, bong, boom. We're generous. We're kind. We're beautiful. We are. Bing, bong. (laughs) 